there was a time when they would give you a release date for a movie, and the movie would come out on that date. Those days are over. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 142 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. So we definitely got to talk about the news that was released yesterday, and that wonderful trailer that we got in the Super Bowl for the DC films. Well, they're still coming out, (laughs) but uh, 22 is not going to be the year of DC, (laughs) not like we thought it was going to be. They've had to shift a bunch of things, and so release dates for pretty much everything DC has been changed. So a lot of movies we thought we were going to see this year, we're not going to. So we'll go over the list. Basically, Black Adam, that was supposed to be coming out July this year, has been pushed to October of this year. So we're still going to see that this year. Now, do we get Black Adam before we get Shazam 2? Because... Is he not the villain for Shazam 2? I don't think he is. Okay. I, I don't think right. he's the villain, per mm-hmm. se, because I think we get two goddesses who are the villains. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, Black Adam is going to be October the 21st, unless they move it again. And uh, DC League of Super Pets, which we were supposed to get in May, we're going to get July the 29th. So that's still this year, mm-hmm. which... I have to ask you, have you seen the new trailer with Batman in it? No, I haven't seen that one. Batman voiced by Keanu Reeves. It was (laughs) wonderful. It was a wonderful little clip there Mm -hmm. of Batman talking to to a dog about not being emotional and, you know. Oh, well, you know, like I said before, I've never met a Batman I didn't love, so this changes nothing (laughs) for me. (laughs) Now, the big pushes, we'll have to say, uh, Aquaman 2, which was supposed to come out in December has been pushed all the way to March 17th of 23. Mm-hmm. And the Flash movie, which is supposed to basically rewrite the DC Cinematic Universe, mm. it was coming out in November of this year. Now it's been pushed all the way to June the 23rd of next year. Now, you mentioned Shazam, and this is what I find interesting, is of all the movies, this is the only one that's getting an earlier release date. They've actually hey. pushed it up. It was going to be released in the middle of 23, and it's going to be released December the 16th of 22. It's still going to come after Black Adam. So that'll be our Christmas movie. Yeah, and I think really with that type of film, it's going to make a good Christmas film, I think, Mm -hmm. because it's going to be, from everything I've seen, all the the behind-the-scenes stuff and the concept art, it's going to be a big-ticket film. It's going to be epic. Things are going to take place in Olympus. Mm -hmm. There's going to be all these fantastical creatures. Mm -hmm. And so it's geared to be very much a a holiday movie. Mm -hmm. And it surprises me that they weren't going to originally market it that way. I guess as they were shifting things around, they realized that uh, this is a holiday season movie. It really is. And that... I think really does strengthen it. Some people might get the idea, well, this is the only one that's being pushed earlier. Maybe they don't have as much faith in it and where they're moving these other ones to maybe protect it or whatever. But I don't think that's the situation. I think Shazam is being moved to what I think is going to be a more advantageous spot, especially with the type of film that it is. Everything should be pretty much, I think, coming out in the order that it was before. 
except that they have swapped Aquaman 2 and The Flash. Okay. So I guess they decided they wanted to make Aquaman part of the old continuity. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that because that way, if you want to make any changes to Aquaman, and without going into all the ugly court stuff that's going on right now, mm-hmm. you might want to. Mm-hmm. But speaking of DC... Of course, they had a lot of great success with Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and so they've decided to go back to the well with HBO Max because they've just announced that we're going to be getting a Penguin miniseries. Are we getting Colin Farrell mm-hmm. Penguin? <gasps> yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. That's going to be great. Oh, whatever they're doing with him, it's going to be good. Yeah, well, apparently <laughs> it's going to show his rise to power. Mm, okay, so and we make it like... Even a younger version and watch possibly. him grow up. So we mm-hmm. get two different penguins here. Okay. Very possibly. Or mm-hmm. saw how he got these scars. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But that has been something that I've noticed a lot recently. And Sony's been doing this also by taking villains and making them the main characters. And of course they did that with Peacemaker, although Peacemaker did sort of have a redemption arc. Protagonist, but not hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker did have some kind of a redemption arc where obviously Penguin isn't going to. Right, no. We're going to get to see his rise to power, which is, I think it's going to be interesting. Maybe course, Hannibal-like when they went back and did a yes. Hannibal Lecter TV show, so. Oh, yeah, and of course Sony's doing pretty much the same stuff with Morbius. Morbius started out as a villain. I've been seeing some stuff coming out about the Craven the Hunter movie. No, I haven't. Nothing? Heard oh, okay. Well, no. well, they haven't released any trailers or any posters yet. But we do have Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was our MCU Quicksilver, mm-hmm. um, who okay. uh, he's in the new Bullet Train movie as one of the villains. But he's going to be playing Craven the Hunter, who was a Spider-Man villain. I saw a headline that said, Craven the Hunter now has its villain. And I'm like, yeah, it's named him. <laughs> Craven the Hunter, right? So I don't know if they're going to make him an anti-hero also. Now, I'm not going to be that person who is like, well, you know, he's never been an anti-hero in the comics. He's always been a villain. Mm. Oh, so many times villains have a much more interesting backstory. They're a much more interesting character than your hero. Well, and I mean, well, the thing about it, too, is that probably one of the most well-known Spider-Man stories in the comics was when Craven the Hunter drugged Spider-Man and buried him alive and took over as Spider-Man. For a little while. And Spider-Man had to literally dig himself out of his own grave to face Craven. That's so Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy, Ooh. crazy. There, I still remember the comic book cover. You have the tombstone and you see this. This was back when uh, Spider-Man had his black suit mm-hmm. with the white spider on it. You see him pulling himself out of this grave, and it it was a very dramatic comic book uh-huh. cover. I'm interested to see what they do with Craven. We have a lead actor that I feel like he's getting a lot more juicier roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed him in Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. I liked him for the little a bit of time that we saw him in Age of Ultron. <laughs> and a little step into the MCU. Now, that article that you saw said it's got its villain. Did they say who was cast as the villain or It wasn't a name I was character? For, yeah, the actor's name wasn't one I was familiar with. Okay. The villain is going to be the foreigner, which is not a, a very well-known Spider-Man villain, but we also know that the chameleon, who's also maybe a little bit more known mm-hmm. Spider-Man villain, is going to be in it as well. Okay. Like I said, it sounds like it's going to be very interesting. I'll be very interested to see what kind of plot they put around this because... Mm-hmm. Again, Craven is traditionally just the bad guy, mm-hmm. but he was one of Spider-Man's first bad guys. All right. He went to Africa, and he basically hunted big game with his bare hands. Hmm. 
he wasn't okay. a gun hunter. He was, mm-hmm. no, if I'm going to take down an elephant or a lion, I want to do it with my bare hands. And he could do it. Okay. But right. uh, after a while, what's more dangerous than that? Well, I'm going to go to New York and hunt Spider-Man. Oh, it's the most dangerous game. Man. Yes. <laughs> In this case, a Spider-Man. So... <laughs> What's more dangerous than man? A Spider-Man. And he was certainly one who could give Spider-Man a run for his money. Hmm. So uh, that will definitely be interesting. And, of course, um, we did get to see a couple of things that came out. We did get to finally get a trailer for the new Obi-Wan TV show in Disney+. Plus. I've seen a picture. I haven't seen the trailer. They're really going deep in with the political side because, obviously, this is right after the Empire has taken over. Of course, you have Luke Skywalker as a kid. Oh. In oh, it, that is he, awesome. Yeah, you have that know. moment of Obi-Wan watching him as he's a young boy. He reminds you a lot of Anakin in a real sense because mm-hmm. he's wearing the helmet. And he's pretending like he's flying. You can see that this has been a theme with Luke Skywalker as a young child and as a young man. This idea of just him wanting to be anywhere but where he was, mm-hmm. you know, who wanted adventure that was really like a part of his life. A lot of shots of the Grand Inquisitor and this hunt for the last remaining Jedi. And so, obviously, like, the pressure is on for Obi-Wan to stay hidden, but also to do what Jedi do, which is aid where they can. And, of course, this is something that the Empire knows and is planning on taking advantage of. So uh we can stir up enough trouble. Jedi are going to draw the fire. (laughs) They will show up, and Uh we've got them. And, of course, Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader. So. I don't know if we're going to see him without his mask. I would like that. I would like to see him a more gradual, yeah. you know, progression toward what he became. Oh, yeah. Well, so we, we may get to see the scarred version of him. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, if, if you're not going to do that, you could put anybody in the suit. As long as James Earl Jones is around and you got a tall mm-hmm. person. <laughs> so we've, we've seen that, and we've gotten some new posters, of course, for the new Moon Knight that will be coming out March 30th. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely see different personalities of Moon Knight. They're really playing up the multiple personality aspects of the character, which excites the heck out of me. This is, looks like this is going to be so completely spook- They're so spooky looking, especially side by side. Oh, Looking yeah. at all three of them right side by side with each other. Like if you just saw one, you know, that would be one thing. But looking at them side by side is really, oh. Scary as all get out. The all white, and he looks, does look like But you can still like see a- the runes uh, embroidered onto his... A gi? I don't even know what, what you call that. You know, I don't think you'd call that a gi. I'm not even sure what you'd call his, yeah, his basically uniform. His, yeah, his ro- yeah, his robes. And a lot of them are very much reminiscent of mummy wrappings. Mm-hmm. And they really played that up uh, in the show. Which Yeah, which we've got like mummy and ninja amalgamation, maybe is a good word. Yeah. Conglomeration. Um, yeah. Well, that's very much Moon Knight, the mm-hmm. mummy ninja. The mummy ninja. <laughs> I, that's, that's actually a very good description mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be on. And I did see an article somewhere where they said we got a better look at She-Hulk. I guess there was some products that had come out that had her picture, and there were some releases of the picture, so you could see what She-Hulk's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, avoided that with everything in my heart and my being. Because I'm immediately I, leave here and Google it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I want to see it. I did want to mention, since we're talking about TV and movies, they did announce that Rob Zombie's Monsters movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. It's getting a PG rating, and people were a little bit shocked by that. They're like, Rob Zombie's doing a PG movie? And it's like, but it's the Monsters, It though. is. You know, that that was uh, primetime TV and during, what, 60s? When was that? Yeah, early 60s. Yeah. yeah. It, black mm-hmm. and white. Mm-hmm. Now, 
in the two thousands, the twenty tens, we did get thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane, which I never got to see. I saw production stills from it, and mm-hmm. it looked fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, I never they, got to see it. Yeah, they played it more seriously than the original TV show, mm-hmm. and the monsters were very much more monstrous. Mm-hmm. And you know, because mm-hmm. Eddie in the original TV show, he was a werewolf, but right. I mean, he never changed or anything. Mm-hmm. But in the TV show, he did. He was very much a werewolf. Ooh. And Lily was very much a vampire. Mm-hmm. The remake, they were very much monsters. Okay. And some of them did really monstrous things. So, <laughs> But if you're going back to the spirit of the original TV show, you do have to go PG. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really surprise me that they went that route. To be honest, I was a little bit worried that Rob Zombie was going to give us some R-rated... Gritty reboot. Yeah, mm-hmm. gritty reboot mm-hmm. of the monsters. Who wants that? Mm-hmm. I don't know about any kind of releases yet, but it seems like everybody is saying that we're not going to see this in theaters. It's going to go straight to Peacock. So okay. it's going to be a Peacock release. Now, they've done pretty decently well with their original series and movies. I can see this doing pretty well. But, yeah, I mean, if you're a Munsters fan and this is any good, it is kind of a pity we're not going to get to see it in a theater. But these At least are the we t- get it. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm fine with getting it. Yeah, if you've got Peacock. Right. You got to yeah. have people. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So. I'll have to find someone in my family. <laughs> no, no. That's No one does that. No one shares Netflix oh, or of course not. Amazon Prime. No, no, no. No one no. would ever do that. No, We no. certainly don't. And no. Absolutely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I, we totally refuse to do that. Right. So, so we need to end with some Walking Dead. And before we start talking about the show, mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk spinoffs. Right? I I saw that, and I was like, oh my gosh, Thomas and Martha Wayne are going <laughs> to... Yeah. Yeah, so... Are going to be fighting zombies. <laughs> so we know... I mean, of course, we already knew about the Carol and Daryl show, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. And they had announced Tales of the Walking Dead, which is going to be like an anthology series. So they're going to be right. standalone episodes that are just going to be stories, very uh-huh. much like what they did in the early parts of The Walking Dead when they would do those web-only series that were just like little side tales. Like if you remember from season one of The Walking Dead, the bicycle zombie. Yes, mm-hmm. bicycle girl. Yeah, so they had one web series that was that woman's story and how she became the bicycle zombie. And, mm-hmm. and so they're they're doing that for sure. But this week they announced Isle of the Dead, right. which is taking place in Manhattan and is going to be Negan and Maggie. And Maggie. We're just, which I, I really thought that was going to come to a head. We'd get a resolution at the end of everything, but no. Well, I will say this. I know we've been avoiding spoilers for The Walking Dead. I am going to dip into one little spoiler with episode one of, I guess, what we've been calling the second trimester. trimester. Mm-hmm. But we had that moment where Negan was looking at Maggie going, look, I know the road you're going down because this was a road I went down. And I know you're not going to stop until one of us is dead. And so I'm just leaving. And he just took off and we haven't seen him since. Mm-hmm. I suspect we're going to see him eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when I heard about this, and some other people have complained about this online too, is that you now officially have given Maggie and Negan plot armor because you know they're not going to die now. So we're not worried about anything, yeah. Yeah, and especially now that you've put Maggie in a, basically in the line of fire. Maggie is really on the forefront of some of the drama that's going on in these series. And I think it really takes the wind out of the sails for this mm-hmm. for this series if we know Maggie's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You get that six-month flash forward and it's Maggie versus Daryl. 
mm-hmm. that they're going to be on opposite sides of the war. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, neither one of them are going to get hurt. <laughs> neither one of them going to die. And it, it's not going to come to that because they got spinoff series. It really does take a lot of the drama out of it. Mm-hmm. One of the things about this being the last season is that's the point where, you know, well, nobody should be safe. That's the point where you're like, well, they're not going to save anybody. They don't have to because they're not going on. But now that you have all these shows coming out, and especially since you've announced who's going to be on them, well, of course, they're, (laughs) you know, you're not worried. And it it takes a lot of the tension out of it. So, I mean, I get what they're doing Mm -hmm. because Walking Dead for the longest time was like the Wu-Tang Clan because you had this super group of rappers. Any of them could make you know, an album on their own, and they did solo projects, but they came together and they were the super group. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so that was pretty much what Walking Dead has been for a while. I mean, you had all these characters that you really enjoyed and following their stories. And they're basically, what they're doing is they're splitting them up so that instead of everybody watching one show, now you got to watch all the different shows. Mm -hmm. You got to come back for Isle of the Dead, and you got to come back for whatever the Carol and Daryl show is. And Mm -hmm. You'll have to come back for the Rick movies, uh, which, well, hopefully they're going to be Rick movies. We don't, <laughs> I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. But of course, with COVID, everything's getting moved around, so we don't know. Right. By splitting it up, I guess they're hoping to keep things going, but also you have more product. Now, their Worlds Beyond, from what I understand, has done really well. It was only like a two season miniseries, mm-hmm. but apparently it did very well. And, you know, maybe that's something you and I might have to do. We might have to sit down and watch the two seasons and mm-hmm. see what we think about it. The youngins. It's supposed to be like a, a major flash forward. Oh, okay. Because you're dealing with a group of people that zombies have been around for a while. And, course they have no memories of any kind of a world before this is their normal yeah that might be something that we do during a slow period where we might have been watching dc films (laughs) while we're waiting for them to come out that might be something to do binge season one and i do have to say as far as walking dead itself now with everything that they're really developing and they're leaning in again with the idea of the differences between the feral life outside the walls in Alexandria and Hilltop and having to fend for yourself and then of course you have the Commonwealth where they haven't had to deal with the same types of situations there. They've actually managed to build a society and keep civilization relatively the same Mm-hmm. which, as we've talked about before, is both good and bad. <laughs> and we're seeing just how bad that it goes, but we're also seeing a lot of the cracks in the facade mm-hmm. as the shows go along. I have to say, like I said, not going into any spoilers, but you just see how scheming and how shady everything is and how far they're willing to go to keep the... Uh, status quo. To keep the status quo and keep the gears running. Mm-hmm. It's like the 1980s when all the horror movies were bureaucracy, Brazil, and uh, 1984, and American Psycho even. Well, you know, the thing about it is paranoia is running rampant in the show right now. If there's like an ongoing theme in the show right now, it's paranoia. It's like, who can you trust? And the answer tends to be not a lot of people. So that all being said, it just seems to me watching these episodes, it does feel like it's winding down. It feels to me very much like this is a show that knows that it's ending, and it feels to me very much like I'm watching a show that this is its last season. Mm -hmm. I do feel like they're starting to run out of steam to some degree. Maybe part of it is because of COVID. It feels like it's a smaller show. 
Mm-hmm. You know, back in the old days when shows would die, you know, the budget would be the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. You could see that they weren't spending as much on the episodes. Oh, and yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know. Uh, the old school Doctor Orthodox Who. Orthodox Who. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The uh, Old Testament Doctor mm-hmm. Who. And that's a very good example of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so because of the way the shows are being shot now, it does feel like it is a smaller version of what it was and maybe that might have something to do with how I'm feeling about these episodes and it feels like things are starting to wind down but Mm -hmm. as the uh, last of the episodes come out to borrow from the matrix I guess we'll see just how far down the rabbit hole goes we shall see and with that said we come to the end of episode 142 thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the geek watch podcast From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.